0: Again, we are
1: back. See, I think we're we're kind of taking like the what the Bills do, getting ready for the season kind of approach. What's that? Where we'll have like a a voluntary mini camp, mm-hmm. which we had a couple of weeks ago to do the show. Yep, and then a mandatory mini camp, mm-hmm. which is today. Mm -hmm. And everybody has shown up, which is good. Everybody's accounted for. Yeah. No need to be concerned for anybody. And then uh, once training camp starts, that's when things start rolling into the regular season, in which case you see us every week, much like you see the Buffalo Bills. That is an apt analogy. Well, that's why I used it. Sure. It's Let's Go Duffalo on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. My name is Pat Duffy. His name is Ryan Duffy. Mm, Patrick. Oh, my God. Mm, Patrick. The frustration of doing this on a weekly basis is something because I've been looking forward to this for like, we, we, we were like, all right, we're going to get together a couple of days ago. Sure. We'll do it the day after the 4th of July, which when we're taping this thing. And then. Uh, what day is that? We're the 5th of July. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. And we're a minute in, and mm-hmm. I want to strangle you with your microphone. If cord. that, okay. a minute
0: in. Um, regrets? No? Immediately. Oh, no, no. Right, well, yeah. sucks
1: to be you. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Shut up. Let's jump right into what's going on with the Bills, and it's drama, drama, drama. No. Look, if you are if you listen to a Duffy Brothers Bills-centric podcast, <laughs> you already know all the stuff going on with Stefan Diggs and Minicamp a couple of weeks ago. Or if you have a television. Yeah, that also, or social media, or a friend who also follows the Bills. But not a radio. I mean, what was interesting about it, and there's a reason we're talking about it, as we have this conversation as we tape this today, the Josh audio that we're going to play for you just dropped. Mm -hmm. When everything went down at that mandatory minicamp, the team was speaking in ways we've never seen them speak under Sean McDermott. It was like the first legitimate personnel crisis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I w- maybe not cri- crisis comparatively to, you know, how things have gone historically under the McBean era. Yeah, so, what, yeah for sure.
1: That's what I'm saying. I can't yeah. think of another, like, you know, Anquan Bolden retiring
0: during training camp. Sure. Right? Maybe Vontae Davis retiring at halftime. But even then, like, that was on the the player more than anything. Like, I didn't hold... McDermott accountable for that or any other player no, accountable for that, you know? And those were like, those were guys that were off the street, you know, Vontae Davis signed that year. Anquan Bolden came like what out of retirement to be like, actually I'm all set.
1: Yeah. No. And then went back yeah, in right. retirement.
0: So those were just like, kind of like ships passing in the night. This was much different.
1: Okay. So Josh Allen sits down with a bar school, bar stool podcast called busing with the boys. And he is asked what his relationship is like with Stefan Diggs right now. And he takes that opportunity to quell concerns, but he might have done it in the worst way possible. He? <laughs> he takes that opportunity to quell concerns, but he may have done it in the worst way possible.
2: I love him. That's my guy. Like what the media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right, like we are in rookie or minicamp. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to, to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major, and media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. You know, we're, it was not a big deal. The media blew it up. Please. Thoughts? I don't, I don't buy it for one second. I'm sorry,
0: dude. Like, I love Josh Allen. I love the Buffalo Bills. I think McDermott does a fantastic job, but I would much rather. I'll tell you what. Okay, I, please tell I, me. No, no, no. What. I, I'm trying to to figure out the best way to say it. And to me, I feel like McDermott has done a lot of work to give off a transparent nature of how things go behind the behind. Uh, behind the scenes, I think so. Over the last couple of years, he's very. I I stand by that. He's very upfront with the media. He's very in depth as far as like. I mean, of course, he has those like coach speech moments of okay. like you know I got to take responsibility, blah blah blah. But like, there's never been like. Uh, I don't know, like. Like apparent obfuscation, you know, on his part, okay. at least so far of as all, I see. Time it. out. You with your word of the day calendar. What? Obf- obfuscation?
1: Obfuscation? Well, I it's think I even said a that word. Right. It's okay. not even a word. His, it might be a word. Even if it is, it shouldn't be a word.
0: Okay. I don't think he's ever been like deliberately opaque. <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) All right, so here's the thing.
1: I understand as a fan person coming from this uh, situation, Mm -hmm. uh, you want to believe what you just said out loud. Uh, But as someone who covers this team... Fan, I'm a media member, my friend. Okay, yeah, you're a media member of fandom. Nailed it. As someone who covers this team and, you know, has for the last couple of years... By the way, Uh quick sidebar. Yeah. uh, It's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me because, you know, I'm a diehard Bills fan. And I love this team. But, like... Having to be exposed to like some of the like media folks that you know work in the NFL, it sucks. It sucks because it just ruins the luster ability to be a fan. Because like, you know, there, for years and years and years, we would talk to guys who played on the team and played across the NFL coaching mm-hmm. staff, and yeah. there's a couple of them where you realize guys that you thought were really good dudes, were like, wow, this guy's a pretty big piece of crap. So you say, like, wow,
0: like a don't meet your heroes kind of thing? Uh,
1: you don't want to see how the sausage is made. So with all that okay. being said, Sean McDermott never tells anybody anything about anything. And he's respectful about it. Like, he's never a jerk about it. But he will talk for 10 minutes, and he will not say a thing. Okay, He fine. will be asked a question, and he will speak in coachisms for 10 minutes. It's amazing. He is the best in the league with it. He will not tell you a thing. He never tells anybody. Yeah,
0: I disagree. I think, I mean, and agree to disagree. I think though No I don't agree to disagree I okay. disagree to disagree then, then I disagree with your take on it But you know you do you My point though Is I think In my opinion I think he does a good job Of being transparent Or giving the media Or giving people some insight And not like trying to be deliberately Like, like okay. weird about it Hang on But what I think happened As far as like that first practice With Stefan Diggs And him being quote uh, Very concerned Oh it's
2: interesting you say that Steph is not here um, Everybody else is here At the current time to you about that oh very concerned yeah very concerned
0: dude so you say that only to then turn tail the following day and be like i'm not really concerned like everything was fine if everything was fine at that point why are you breaking to me in my opinion why are you throwing away all of the goodwill that you have built up with whether it's the media, the fans that consume that media, whatever the case to me, I feel like you're throwing all that away because I trust you when you tell me that you're very concerned. And that makes me think like, Oh, maybe there's an issue with Stefan Diggs. And the following day, you just completely turn around and be like, well, you know, it's, it's actually really not a big deal. And then for the last, what, three weeks, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, everyone that, that is responsible, or I guess like, you know, pushes their words out into the media are trying to to take it back it's like i don't understand man it's it chips away at that
1: goodwill i don't like it all right so here's the problem for me i'm going to play the josh audio from this podcast one more time just so we're all on the
2: same page sure are you ready yeah i love him that's my guy like what the media has blown this so far out of proportion right like we we are in rookie or minicamp we're not playing a game for four months he doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to, to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things and it wasn't anything major and media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go, let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. You know, we're, it was not a big deal. Okay, so here's a problem for me. What, you have something you want to say?
0: Yeah, he said coach set, <laughs> told him to go home. Yes. Like, so coach told him to go home uh-huh. and then tells the media i'm very concerned that he's not but here. that's if it how it, that's if it how it that's if how it really happened happens. so you're saying josh allen's not telling the
1: truth yeah i mean who's who so you're telling stefan diggs you're saying stefan diggs isn't telling the truth you're I'm saying s- well, someone's telling s- the truth? yeah because someone's lying look that's what that's my point so who, who do you believe here and I know you already have this anti-Diggs bias uh, from last season, so I feel like you're leading on
0: Diggs and his agent were being dishonest, when in reality... No, have- absolutely not. I, I, I don't agree with the way Stefan Diggs is going about it, but that's completely beside the point here. I'm upset with the way that I feel that uh, someone, and, and what I mean by that, either McDermott or Josh Allen, is not telling the whole truth. And all that to say, dude, like... I don't care. Like I don't care if you're not going to tell the truth. I don't deserve to know everything that's going on. What are you doing? I'm. I'm telling. I'm not saying like, oh, you need to tell me how everything goes behind the scenes. Like I understand. Like you're part of an organization. Like you guys do you. But when you put it out there, when McDermott puts it out there and says. I'm very concerned that he's not here. You opened the door for all of the speculation. So if you sent him home and it wasn't a big deal, why are you even making it, clear? like Steph had to go do whatever. Boy, he has an excuse. No, 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 no. Oh my and God, then, you've been talking for five minutes. Because I'm trying to make a point. We so make to talk. it in 30 seconds. And then also he says after that, the following day, it was an excused absence. So why are you very concerned for an excused absence? You did this to yourself. You could have just said that. Look, I'm trying to make my, I'm trying to get there. N- yeah, you could have just said that
1: last sentence. The point is very concise here. I don't care about McDermott lying. Or not lying. Or Josh lying or not lying. None of that bothers me. Because it happens all the time. And what you're listening to, this man ramble on for four minutes, is a guy who is, now, to the point. is, a guy who is now going through the same thing I went through when I started covering the team as a professional media person. Oh, oh no,
0: young grasshopper. Yes. Oh, man. When you've been as weathered as I have been in this business, you're going to know what it's like to be the, the person who has to be the thing. Are you not
1: trying to come to terms in a three, four-minute ramble? I'm just expressing myself. Yeah. I still love the team. I still think McDermott does a great job. Okay, yeah, obviously. Here's a problem for me with this Josh audio, and I, we should play it again, but I'm afraid you were going to come out of it and you're going to start talking again for four straight minutes trying to come to terms with what you're trying to come I'll to terms I'll zip the lips. Here. I mean, you go ahead and do you. I'm just saying. How does Josh Allen blame the media for blowing this out of proportion? Because... Diggs doesn't show, and there's no excuse given on the first day.
0: And he's been radio silent on the whole thing,
1: right? Uh, Yeah, Josh is out there in his press conference that day when Diggs doesn't show up, talking like Diggs is dying, saying, and I'm quoting, we don't know how this is going to pan out, dropping F-bombs about how much he loves him, what great friends they are, how badly they want them there. Was that an overreaction on Josh's part in that moment? Because if that's the case, fine. Just say that. But to say the media blew things out of proportion is insane. And the bottom line is this. If it's not that big a deal, why don't we know what the deal is? Yep. And I don't need to know, right? Like, I'll be honest. I really like how everything stays in-house with this team, which is the opposite of the take that you had, but nothing gets out. And again, I'll speak from personal experience. Under other head coaches and general managers, bro, I'm not like an insider football reporter. Mm -hmm. And I would know things that were going to happen three days before they hit the media that were like,
0: whoa. Oh, man, you're big time. No,
1: that's what I'm saying. I'm not big time. And even I knew that stuff.
0: Does your family know that you're that big time? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need more space? No, I'm fine. I'm just, I'm actually, I'm in awe. The point that I'm making. like, like deep into the weeds you are. The
1: point that I'm making is this. The second McDermott took over, nobody knows anything about what goes on. So, it shows that they're close-knit. However, however, if it's no big deal, we would know what yeah. was going on. Mm-hmm. Diggs would have spoken, and we haven't heard from him yet, which is insane. There wouldn't have been major drama in the press statements and s- for after practice from the players, and it wasn't just Josh Allen. And something to keep in mind here also.
0: You have, yeah. sorry. I on. have what? I have what? No, 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 please. I would love for you to finish your point. Okay, great.
1: I don't hold any of this against Josh. Because he made a mistake trying to misdirect the story in this audio here. Like, everything up until he said what he said in this podcast, fine. I get it. And Josh has been so good in front of a microphone. It is jarring when he makes a small mistake like this. These things happen. And the same thing goes with McDermott, by the way. His very concerned walk back, which you addressed. If that's his biggest media faux pas, which I think it might be, things are awesome for this team. Yeah. But... I think it's hard for Bills fans much as we just heard you go through your 12 st- stages st- of grief. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when you realize that Josh Allen and Sean McDermott, who you believe in and who you want to love and who you want to believe is always going to be straightforward with you, when
0: it is determined that they have not been, it hurts. You know what's what's really interesting? Because I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with it more because it's the same point that I made seven minutes ago when you just said the exact same thing I did in a different way. Yeah. Uh, just pontificating with, with smaller words, might I say, mm-hmm. but you like, we we agree with each other. McDermott made a mistake in the way that he addressed it. If it wasn't a big deal, he shouldn't no, no, have no, no, said no, no, that. No, no, that's no, 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 I disagree. I
1: disagree with you. I don't believe he made a mistake. I, if you got to do what you got to do, fine. I don't hate that. Everything with Josh and Stefan, fine. I don't hate that. What bothers me is the statement that the media blew it out of proportion, that it's not a big deal. Do whatever you got to do. I don't care. Like I'm not the GM. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know how the sausage is made. If you guys can figure it out on the inside, figure it out. But for him to not take responsibility, Josh Allen, and not say, hey, we're working on things. Everything's going to be just fine. Don't worry about it. That's what bothers
0: me. If I had to guess, I would say the... When he's referring to the media, I'm. I'm. I. This is just my assumption, mm-hmm. but I think RG, he's not talking about me. No, <laughs> not um, me. He just loves me. Definitely not talking about me. me. I think that the Rich Eisen interview with RG three. What, is what he's referring to as like the media blowing it out of proportion. I'll tell you exactly what he's doing
1: because I've sat through press conferences like this before, where other coaches and players and Josh and Sean McDermott and guys on this roster, at least as far as I have seen haven't tried to do this mm. this is coaches trying to intimidate people these are pl- players trying to intimidate people and i think josh is trying to push back against any questions because now now when he's asked about this opening day training camp he can say you know it's like i said before the media is just blown out of proportion i already said what i had to say so he doesn't have to address it again
0: let me tell you can i tell you a story sure why are you looking at me like I that? I dis- like you're telling me that if I'm understanding what you're saying, mm-hmm. you're saying that the 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 very concerned comment mm-hmm. was was Sean McDermott trying to pull rank or or intimidate players? No, no, no. no, no. I'm saying everything. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I I, I, I so am I'm, do I'm you trying need to, to, to turn up your headphones. No.
1: Okay. What? What Josh is doing now mm-hmm. is trying to intimidate media members out of asking the question.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
1: Which is what I just said. Why oh, are you no. Well, I, what's wrong? Why are you no, I'm saying, face? no, I misunderstood. That's your point. I'm going to, exam. here's what's going to happen. So opening day of training camp, mm-hmm. after the first practice, they're going to stick a mic in his face, and they're going to go, what's going on with you and Stefan? And he's going to go, you know what? I already talked about this. I'm not going to address anywhere. anymore. We're looking forward to the season, blah, 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 blah. He gave his statement. He made a statement in a neutral room, knowing he wasn't going to get pushback, so he could say whatever he wanted, and now he's going to point to that statement he made from now on. That way, he doesn't have to address What he said.
0: That seems very calculated. It is. That's why he did. I don't. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Ryan. These guys have. Patrick. Ryan. Patrick. Like, again,
1: I, I, it's like talking to my <laughs> daughter. What do you mean the Tooth Fairy's not real? These big-time players have PR people that train them how to do these things. All NFL franchises have PR people that train them how to do these things. This
0: okay, is a calculated I'm, move. I'm not saying that, like, there's some kind of strategic, like... No, that's what I am saying. That's I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, head in the sand that, like, no, everyone's a real person, and just talking about that, but, like, that just seems a little too calculated for me. $100 says... We've talked. Here's his quote. That's like
1: 12-show sellers for me. <laughs> Here's his quote. First day camp, you ready? Yeah. I've addressed it. We've talked about it. We're looking forward to the season now. You know, uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're moving
0: forward. Okay, I don't disagree with that, but you're telling me it's because he went on busting with the boys and put out this uh, this statement that seems very
2: off the cuff. That was like,
1: not. This seems off the cuff to you?
2: I love him. That's my guy. Like, what? The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right, like we we are in rookie or mini camp. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things. It Wasn't the cuff. anything major, and media just blew it up. And they're still talking about. Still, it. Still, Ryan. Let it go, let it go. There's, we're doing there's it right no reason now. to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. And yeah. you know, we're. It was not a big deal. Still,
1: still, Ryan. uh, I want
0: to know what it is. I don't think we're ever going to
1: know. No, of course we're not going to know unless Diggs wants to talk about it or unless it blows up to the point where it's – and again, again, I know it sounds like I'm
0: crapping all over Josh. I'm not. I'm not. I understand it. I think that's a good way of bringing it back of like if this is the biggest faux pas, to your point, that has happened media-wise between uh, coaching staff and player personnel, whatever the case, like I'd take this one – a hundred times out of a hundred uh compared to what else we've seen around the league. And, so, I'll, go, yeah. and I'll go back to, to to even
1: extrapolate on that. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a, like, that's a big word, Patrick. Josh is so smooth, he's so kind, oh, he's great. So no, look. He's he, so handsome. When it comes to media and fans, yeah. There is nobody I've seen at that camp short of James Wilder Jr., and you don't even know who that is. No. No idea. Who has has been so patient and kind and giving with their time? And I'm being sincere when I say this. Just watching it from afar, right? Mm-hmm. And that's an that's a top five player in the NFL. One of the faces of the NFL is this way, just a regular st- people standing around. So again. Like, if this was Aaron Rodgers that we were talking about here, this wouldn't even make the top 25 things that he did. It's just we've never really seen this happen before, and people make mistakes. It's fine. And maybe he's circling the wagons to protect his boy, right, and his coach. I get it. I get it. But to say the media blew it out of proportion is absolutely ridiculous. And to go a step further, Mm. when you say this wasn't a calculated move, if he had made that statement opening day of training camp in front of 25 reporters – 15 of them would have quoted back his words to him, and he would have had to dance out of that, which he wouldn't have been able to do, which is why he did it here. Hmm. Okay. That's Your opinion. What, I mean, look, no, I'm telling you, that's why they go on these podcasts. That's why these guys get these guests. It's not because they're great interviewers. It's because they know they're not going to get pushback on it. Whereas if they sit down with name the top 10 sports journalists that have radio shows or podcasts, well, now I have to legitimately answer for the thing I'm going to say. And I don't want to do that.
0: I think the platform and the audience that they can reach is a, a larger motivating factor than they're not going to get pushback questions. Yeah, because if Josh Allen needs something, it's reach. He's on the cover of Madden. But I also, okay, maybe reach isn't the best word, but like, I'm sorry, would you rather sit down with, uh, I don't know. Dan Levitard. Dan, okay, Dan and Levitard, one of or, the- or you know, one of the, like, like pardon my take, which Josh is a big fan, like, friends with, and, like, they did the whole dra- draft yeah, what Josh did you say sorry, What did you say? What? He's what? Friends with. Yes, exactly. That's my point.
1: These guys aren't journalists, and again, I'm not knocking them. It's entertaining.
0: But, no, but your point is that, like, oh, I would rather go on to my friend's podcast to talk about heavy stuff. Versus talking to like a media person that would, I I, I don't know. That would be
1: a media person that would ask legitimate journalistic questions. If he goes on Levitard and they ask him about that, I'll just use Levitard. You can put in whatever top 10 journalist radio show, television shows person, whether it's Rich Eisen, whether it's Dan Patrick, whether it's whomever. If he goes on Levitard and they go, what's going on with Diggs? And he says what he just said, everyone in that room is going to ask him, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your quote here, we have audio here. Here's this. Can you justify this? No, he goes on these things. Up front, and his agent goes, this is what we're going to say, and okay, fine.
0: Uh, I don't know. It still seems really calculated. Unicorns
1: and cotton candy. Josh is my best friend. Don Ryan.
0: That was that was a great jingle. Thank you. I I will I will admit defeat on the jingle alone, but no, I I don't know. It just seems a little too calculated. Or no no no. Hang on. No 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 no. No, yeah. the, no your 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 assessment of it uh-huh. seems overblown uh-huh. as far as it being calculated. All right. So you're going to be at training camp. Yeah. With me.
1: Sure will. This year. Very excited. As a media member.
0: Ooh! I get a lanyard.
1: And yes, you do. And you're going to witness firsthand agents mm-hmm. and PR people speaking to these players before they sit down and
0: they have interviews and finally like get that. a chance to network. No, you won't. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. I will Networking with Who everybody wanna, who's going
1: to want to talk to you. I get
0: a lanyard. I get to, I'm asking the questions here. I'm Mr. Media man. You're not allowed to ask a single question at a press conference. That's not true. No, at you all. Are I have
1: absolutely. a lanyard. If you, a lot of people's question,
0: girlfriends are in there. If you ask a question, we're shutting this podcast down. Okay. Then, what's the question I asked to go out with a bang? You I'll, tell me, I'll, Mr. Medium I'll, Ever.
1: Hi, hey Josh, <laughs> you won't be my best friend. You won't say <laughs> things and I won't ask follow up questions. I got a
0: nice backyard if you want to come back, you know, practice your chipping.
1: You know, I know you like to play golf. Okay. I. By the way, with all of this and the arguing about Josh and you being all wide eyed,
0: God, now I'm regretting. What? Giving yeah, me the lanyard? Yeah, I didn't, well, I didn't do the it. The wheels are in motion, my friend. I didn't do it's it. It's too late. You, you can't close that book
1: now. You are now a legitimate media member somehow. Say it again. No. For the people in the back. No, but like you're just going to be sitting there. Ooh.
0: I will say, I am very. Ooh. I was actually joking with my... Not even joking. Like I was gushing with my wife. When you texted me and you're like, hey, I need a photo of you for your media pass. And I was like, what media pass? And you're like, for Bill's training camp. And I said to myself, a boo... I'm very excited for that. That's a that's a top ten moment for me. So yeah, it's great. I'm yeah, man. I'm naive. I'm wide eyed. I'm bushy tailed. We have I'm a job very, to do. I'm very, we oh, have a job to do, and I'm and I enjoy doing this. I'm a real person. Shut up. I'm real, man. J Lo. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna be me, Ryan from the from the. From the ro- you want to say the, from the break room? No, from the. I was gonna say Ryan from the block, like Jenny from the block, but like I live on a road, so Ryan from the road. I'm excited. I hope you're excited, too. I'm excited. So the reason why Ryan got
1: credentialed for this is because we will be doing the podcast, uh, weather permitting, a couple of times from Bill's training camp. the company we work for, Odyssey. Mm. Uh, our good buddies, Mike Danger and Gene Battaglia. They host the Sports Bar on ninety five seven. The fan you usually listen to them every weekday, three to six. Uh, they broadcast live from camp. Great time. So uh, we will be using their mobile studio. Oh, yes. Tim's on Danger's chair.
0: Shut up. Yes. First season no taxis, no baggies.
1: Speaking of training camp. You know, it's weird that you're so excited about this because I get the impression, based on something you said a little while ago, that training camp isn't the most exciting thing for you. Mm, Yeah. I mean, it is, but it isn't, but it is. Okay. It's something, if you live in the greater Rochester area, you should be cherishing because it may not be here much longer, and there's something you're missing about training camp. What's that? Well, we'll get into it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcasts. morning, baby. Ooh. You got presents to open up, and it's an offense and a defense, and they're sweaty, and it's hot, and they're right in your backyard.
0: And a Sony PlayStation. What are you talking about? That's my... Everyone has that one, like, Christmas that they remember where they got, like, the one thing that, like, that it, you know what I'm talking about. Mine was the Sony PlayStation. So
1: let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. My name is Pat Duffy. Uh, coming up in just a little while here, mm. uh, it's the segment that Ryan has had three months to prepare for, and I know he absolutely... Once it got, if you could see the look on his face now that he realized you printed out the show sheet that said... Say show sheet ten times. Show sheet, 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 show sheet. Show sheet. God damn it, I almost made
0: it. He sounds so stupid.
1: We're going to find out what's making Ryan sad. You printed out the sheet that
0: said on there in bold letters, coming up, what's making Ryan sad? You're assuming that I read the notes okay. before I printed them. Great. And I'm sorry, Mr. Poor Person, texting me, Um, can you print out the notes? Because I don't have a printer or ink or paper, apparently. No, it did that Mr. Thing. Medium Man. It did that thing where it says you have to register
1: and like pay money, and I'm not doing that. On
0: your printer? Yes. Where have you been, man? It like owning goes, a printer.
1: That's not a scam. How long have you had it for? About five years. Okay. Uh, about you're about a year away. Mark oh, my f- words. Everybody listening that's owned a printer.
0: Oh my God. You have such a new print. You're so cutting edge that you have to pay by the. No, I'm uh, saying I've had my printer for about six years. And when they update,
1: doesn't matter. We're doing a Bill's podcast. I'm just saying. Call tech support. You dumb dumb. Oh my God. So Bill's back at training camp at St. John Fisher University yep. this year. Now, mm-hmm. I, uh, something you need to be aware of. Everybody listening. Uh, you know, we tape this in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you live in the greater Rochester area, uh, every Bills camp could be the last Bills camp from now on. That's uh, that's pretty heavy. No, legitimately. So they had contracts that went for years and years and years and years. But the last few, uh, it's been a year by year agreement, and we've had to wait until late spring to get confirmation that they're coming. No contract at St. John Fisher University. Yeah, right. Now, McBean, McDermott and uh, Brandon Bean, general Mm. manager, have said that they like going away for camp. Yeah. And they don't ever lie, which you said earlier. They're on the level. Uh, However, uh, their facilities in Orchard Park are one of the top, if not the top in the NFL. It's legitimate, not just us fanboying. And they got the new stadium opening up in 2026. So it wouldn't be out of the question that they do what the majority of NFL teams have started doing, staying back in Orchard Park. Mm -hmm. So with that being said. Camping out in the backyard. Training camp at St. John Fisher. I was going to say you got that. Has become wildly popular. I'm trying not to insult you. Oh, sure. Yes. Has become wildly popular the last three years. Mm -hmm. So like tickets are required once again for every practice. Two years ago when they started doing this last year, excuse me. Fans crashed the Ticketmaster site when it opened. Like, the whole site. Take that, nerds. Uh, this year, they sold out in minutes. If the Bills left St. John Fisher to do training camp somewhere else or back in Orchard Park, mm-hmm. would you be upset?
0: No. Why? No. I mean, I I love the idea that camp is in the greater Rochester area. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been to camp in a few years. You know, just it's not very convenient for me with like a you know working a job to go during the day and the night practices like you said there are no night practices i'm saying but in the past when there were them you know it was hard when When they were existing Uh yeah uh it was hard to get tickets for it and like who wants to deal with that kind of stuff so if they left no i don't think i would be devastated it would be a little bit of like a oh remember when the bills played in uh or you know head camp at saint john fisher college university excuse me um go cardinals right yeah Um, but yeah, no, I mean, other than just like a passing, like, oh, as I'm sure the people in Fredonia feel. You sound so spoiled right now. Why? Well, uh, when we were little, our
1: dad used to take us to Fredonia to go to Bill's training camp when we were kids. Go Blue Devils. Who cares? I care. Didn't your wife go to Fredonia? She did. You don't know
0: what the mascot is? Oh no, she didn't play sports. Okay. Go Blue Devils.
1: If our dad was willing to travel all the way to Fredonia Mm -hmm. to watch them practice. And by the way, it wasn't like the setup, what? The greater Dunkirk area. It wasn't like the setup (laughs) they have in Rochester where there's like, you know, stands and things to buy and all that stuff. It was literally an orange snow fence and a fan wagon that sold t-shirts. That was it. Sure. You have become spoiled having this opportunity that you don't take advantage of every year in Rochester.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Um The good, um what Scorpions, I think said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Um Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm spoiled in that sense. And maybe down if the bills don't come back to, to Rochester for training camp, like let's say this is the last year, maybe in five years, I'll look back and be like, Oh man, I wish I would have gone there. But at the same time, like, it's training camp. It's not as if the team is moving away to, like, a different city. God okay. forbid.
1: Uh, this all boils down to one thing. What's and I that? think you're going to infuriate people that could not get tickets to Bill's training camp when you have this take. Hmm. You don't think training camp's all that cool. I w- mm-hmm. Just say it.
0: There are elements of it that are cool. For example. Um, there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of, like... Hustle and bustle. It's a good, I, I, I think it's a good family destination. It's a great place to bring kids. And it's fun during the summer. Like if you can take people out, like you take your family out to go out <laughs> with your friends, like to be in that atmosphere, it is cool. You don't think the football is good? No, I think the, the it's football practice. Yeah. Like hey, anyone who's ever played football or any other organized sport, whether it's in high school, middle school, college, whatever the case, like you're telling me that you would want to go watch another uh, a, a team go practice and like what? run drills, do conditioning? All like right. like come there is no conditioning.
1: The drills only happen for like the first thirty minutes.
0: Can I tell you when I found out that professional teams don't have conditioning, when I was in high school, yeah. I thought to myself, like, God, if I could only get there. And then, because I hated condition, I hated. No, running you sprints. were wearing a tank top. I could see that. I please. I'm in way better shape than than I was now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you I'm no, I was joking. Um, yeah, no, but when I found out that, like, oh, they don't have to run sprints here. I think I was probably at Bills camp. But it's like, when are they going up on the line and running gassers or you know whatever the case. And someone was like, yeah, they're not going to probably you. They're not going to run sprints. I was like, that's great. And then I realized, like, no, wait, they have to already be in top peak yeah, physical conditions idiots. in order to even make the team. And I was like, well, they're probably running way more sprints at home on their own time. They have a conditioning test. They do opening day to <laughs> make terrible. sure that they're not going to the feeling of like, oh, man, that's got to be the life to like, oh, man, that's got to suck in like what? Four point two seconds.
1: OK, look. It, you're right. It's not tackle football out there. Yeah. But you are watching live passing reps between the top defense and the top offense. Two of the top in the league, by the way. Sure. The football is good. And watching Bills training camp can give you a much better understanding of what the Bills are trying to do offensively for the rest of the season. Mm. Although I do have to be honest with you. Again, I'm going to pull out my uh, member of the media card, and I hate to be that guy. Having covered it as a member of the media for the last, like, 12 years. 12 years. I get, ang- I get more anxiety than I do now get excited watching practice.
0: You know, as much as I want to make fun of you, I can understand that. Like, that has to be um, kind of, you know... That's got to be scary. That's got to make you pretty anxious. I'm terrified about the injuries. Sure. Because I'm a Bills fan. I'm sure. a diehard Bills fan, yeah. right? And the Bills have It's had not a job,
1: s- man. It's a lifestyle. Shut up. The Bills have had some bad training camp injury luck history. <laughs> J.P. Lossman gets his leg broken by Troy Vincent's flying elbow. Sure. Do you, does that change his career? I mean, in all sincerity, like if he has a year to s- play behind Drew Bletzel, maybe see some spot duty at some point during that season, does that change... Uh, how things happen with J.P. Lossman? Yeah, maybe. Kevin Cobb slips on a mat, That terrible mat.
0: Troy Vincent, the mat. Well, well, no, but seriously. <laughs> I mean, that thrusts E.J. Manuel into a starting role opening day. I mean, it's so tragic, honestly. Like, I don't mean to make fun of it with how many concussions Kevin Cobb has had. And I think, whether it was, like, Players' Tribune or whatever the case, like, I saw that he was doing some interview or like, when he's in, like, business meetings now, like, he has to wear sunglasses at all times because his eyes are so sensitive to the light. Yeah. Like, that's that's tragic, dude. Like, that's awful.
1: That aside, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying. Sure. But, like, E.J. Manuel's thrust into an opening day starting role. If he sits behind Kevin Cobb for a year or two and becomes more of an... Because he wasn't ready to be an NFL quarterback. That was the knock on him coming out of college anyway. Yeah, Does that change E.J. Manuel's NFL trajectory? Yep. Sean Bryson's knee exploding his rookie season in 1999, mm-hmm. so... Gene, who we just brought up, mm-hmm. works on 95.7 The Fan. Uh, he was there that day, and he said it sounded like somebody cracked a baseball with a wooden bat. Yuck. Like he heard it from upstairs. By the way, he was, the, he was a third-round pick. Like They were expecting big things from Sean Bryson and Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Does that change his career trajectory? Well, of course it
0: does. Okay, well, he played in 2000. Do you think he'd be faster if he had two legs? Who who's to say? He had, I've been doing this for 12 years. He had like an eight-year NFL career. Well, but still, yeah, I guess.
1: Shut. You. He was the leading rusher two seasons later for the Bills.
0: Okay. Whatever you say. No, it's a fact. Whatever you say. Okay, great.
1: Like, I was there last year at the practice where Poyer hyperextended his elbow, and it looked like he broke his arm in the moment because he sure. was down forever. He was holding his arm. They yeah. weren't letting him move it. The whole place was dead silent. I bet. It was terrifying. And it all worked out, but I, for everyone in the place with all the expectations last year, now I'm an important Poyer is in that defense to think to we lost him for the season in that moment. Like he came out for a snow cone, you watched Bill Season circle around the
0: drain. I went to go do that, uh, kick the field goal <laughs> inflatable challenge. <laughs> I come back and Jordan Poyer's on the. That's crowd. what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> no man, that's. I mean, I'm with you. I I didn't consider that and uh I mean whether you're a media member or you're watching it as a fan like yeah dude that's got to be terrifying because it because it is like you know who knows what can whether it's an actual play or in practice or whatever the case an errant uh floor mat like yeah no you're you're susceptible to to something going wrong but going back to what you said before I mean the reality is this is for kids
1: it's supposed to be for the kids and it should be for the kids right because like The ticket debacle the last two years, you know, Mm -hmm. people having a hard time getting tickets to get in there, Mm -hmm. could be remedied in a very easy way. And I'm completely serious when I say this. I can't wait to hear it. No adults admitted without a kid under 17 years old.
0: No adults admitted without a kid under
1: 17 years old. If you're a grown-ass person, Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to go. Without a kid,
0: without a kid, yeah. does it have
1: to be your kid? Well, I mean, you could be grandpa. You shouldn't kidnap a
0: kid. To take I'm just saying, training. like, what if they're like, what if I, like, I have two kids, yeah? Could you like, is there like maybe a like an area where it's like you just take the one, someone watches over the kids, and you you know pick up a kid, pay for a kid? You
1: kind of you would you would lend
0: your kid, not to, my kids, no, but maybe yours. No, but you just said that. Just, just we're spit. We're no, brainstorming for this to here. work. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're brainstorming. brainstorming For here.
1: this to work. You would have to hand your kid to a strange man that wants to go to Bill's camp or woman anticipating that they would watch your kid. When they're so desperate to get in, they are willing to take your child's hand and
0: walk them in. Okay. Slight revision. What I would do, uh-huh. I, if I would, stay, like, kinda, I would stay home. Well, that too, that you. one's probably a better idea, yeah. but in your system, uh-huh. I'm walking in. I have both my kids. Yeah. There's a guy waiting, like, almost like Scout. Who needs him? (laughs) I need him. Buying. Who needs a kid? Buying a kid. (laughs) And I say to him, yeah, you are with this one. I walk in first. And then, you know, dude walks in with my other child. Yeah. And then we just go our separate ways. I would do that for somebody. Why would you why? Well, get them in. You're, I mean, do the nice thing. It's a, it's a limited number of people allowed in. You're keeping
1: an actual family from getting in when you do that. Oh, well, you didn't establish that we're getting way off topic. No, we're here. not. It's a pretty simple idea here. Yeah, <laughs> I love oh yeah, I know it's for the kids. You said it's
0: for the kids. Here's a way to subvert this idea to make sure as many kids as possible get in. You can't control how your users use the product. Okay. I'm just trying to think all different ways around it.
1: Look, they should be doing and I get that it's very hard. For the Bills to be able to make everybody
0: happy in this situation. But mm-hmm. the
1: goal should be to get as many kids in that place as possible.
0: I'm with you entirely. I think that the says man the, who just tried to sell his kid. Lend, if any at best. Who needs them? But also. Was that you? <laughs> um no, I'm I'm with you that, that camp is for the kids. Um, and, and at the very least, like it's, it's the most appealing to kids. No, I mean, no, you find
1: Well, I disagree with that too, because there's a reason why you're going to, well, you roll your eyes at me. Here's why I could back up my points. You know, he's, he's not looking at me right now. He's, he's like, my, he's it. like, I'm not going to look at you. He's like my basset hound when he eats chocolate and knows he did bad. I'm not going to do it. Look in the stands when we get there. hmm you're gonna see more grown ass people in the middle of the day that took days off of work than you are gonna see families there with kids. I promise. God bless them. I promise you. No. Sure.
0: God bless them. What do you Well, okay. Let me put it this way. The activities that are there, the things to do mm-hmm. outside of sit in the stands and watch practice, mm-hmm. those are design or those are designed for kids. Those are best utilized by children. Okay. You know? But obviously, like like I, I guess like If you are you're getting what you want out of camp, if you are a uh, an avid Bills or football fan and you want to go see have very close access to the team and all what hundred people that are on the on the field and any players that are on the on the field, Mm -hmm. half of which you're never going to hear from again. And you're just watching these like skirmishes of like different drills go on. You can't under, you don't know who's who unless you're looking at Stefan Diggs or Josh Allen or any like, or have a roster. Are you yeah. fine? Out for free. Fine. Um, but my point is that like, if you're into that, like, great, you can absolutely get that out of camp. But for me, I always get excited. Okay. I think I just realized what's happening here. I think I'm projecting my own, um, you know, feelings into the, what everyone would get out of, out of camp. I, th- I know that every time I've ever gone to camp as a spectator, I get really excited because I, in my head, am building this up like it's going to be something really exciting, like a game, like a, um, a you know, like a, 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 like I'm walking into Ralph Wilson Stadium. And when I walk in there and I get my swag that they hand out and I'm like, this is great. And I sit down and I realize what's happening. the The air is taken out of it for me. So yeah, I guess that's that's what that's where I stand on it. I'm, I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah, yeah, we got there.
1: That being said, sure, like the best memories of my childhood were going to Bill's training camp. Whether it was for Donia driving all the way out there with our dad, or whether it was when they moved here when I was what, was ninety nine, so I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember in high school, like, when, as soon as one of our buddies got a driver's license, we went to that camp. It was, like, two months long back then. Yeah, right. We went, like, 10, 15 times a summer. Yeah. Middle of the day. You know, you didn't need a ticket. It was great. Just hang out. hmm And you're, like, right there with your, like, and here's the thing. I look at you and your oldest daughter because she turns four mm-hmm. in, in December. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. So you're not going to pay for a three-year-old to go to a Bills game this year. You're not going drive- yeah. Yeah, to drive her out to Orchard Park. You're not going to have her put in a 12-hour day. Not a regular season That's game. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Sit in
0: the stadium, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, And that's most people. I'll so- have her sit in a house being watched by your wife. For a playoff game That's what I'll do But bring her into the stadium Are who, you kidding me Who needs one Daddy I want a hot dog Quiet We're trying to watch the game But for your 3
1: to 10 year old kid this They're right there The players are right there They're going to be able To get autographs From these players And by the yeah. way Whether it's Josh Allen Or whether it's Matt Barkley Right Whether it's Reggie Germany Or Stefan Diggs They don't care They're mm-hmm. standing next To these monster superheroes These are superheroes In real life Totally Just the size of them Yep So like give every kid That opportunity
0: I'm with you there I'm with you. Except you're not.
1: No, I am. You literally tried to get creepy guy single in with your own kid.
0: When we're at the whiteboard, there are no bad ideas. No, that was a terrible idea. Okay. A literal terrible idea.
1: We're going to find out what's making Ryan sad. (laughs) I think Ryan's going to find out what's making Ryan sad as soon as we start the music. And, uh... You know, we get through training camp, mm. regular season starts, but this is going to be a very unique regular season. Getting into tailgate experience, leaving the game because of what is happening across the street. And I got a conspiracy theory, man. Oh. I know you don't want to hear it because you're all sunshines, unicorns, and rainbows. Sure. Some ain't Rights. Hmm. We'll get into it. So let's go Duffalo. The Odyssey app where you get your podcast. too soon to get your tailgate all planned up nope. your routes ready to go for the stadium but if, look man even if you had season tickets since the year that stadium opened in the 1970s mm. things are gonna be different this year in fact one of the most loyal groups of bills fans have something to be very upset about hmm. you're hanging out where are we again we are
0: on the Let's Go Duffalo podcast. That's right. On the
1: Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. All sure. right. So uh, I've been off the last couple of days from my uh, actual radio show, The Break Room. Mm, so yeah. I, I went back into Taking autopilot Taking a break. Whew, he's Ryan. Hi. I'm Pat.
0: I'm Patrick. Okay.
1: Before we get to what's going to be happening... Uh, At the stadium this season Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to get to everyone's favorite segment And it's a surprise not only to me and everyone listening But also to Ryan Because once again he was panicking uh, In our break here trying to figure out what he was sad about
2: Hmm.
0: Ladies and gentlemen let's find out What's making Ryan sad Man good old times This is bringing it back for me Of being prepared Say what's making you sad There's suspense that needs to be No there
1: isn't No the suspense
0: is gone Because everyone knows You don't have anything Again That's not true You've had three months Okay That's not true What's making you sad Well it's topical Based off of what I suggested we talk about Because it was making me sad What You know with all of this New stadium stuff coming up We saw where the 50 yard line Was going to be There was that big promotion With the flag there Yada blada Stuff It made me realize something That I didn't come to terms with until earlier this evening which is where am i parking my car this season to go see a bills game because where the stadium is being built now is where we would park all the time okay so pause real quick sure
1: you don't park in private lots when you go to the game without me
0: when i'm with you you're usually driving and you're like i'm gonna in this Grass, Yeah, I'm parking. Thing. I'm not parking where the Bills make us park. What are you, nuts? Okay, well, growing up, that's where we would park, and I feel at home in that gravel, urine-filled lot. Okay, so let's break this down real quick.
1: Any Bills fan that's worth their salt parks mm. in somebody's lawn. A lot of salt in that gravel. Okay, first off, you're not allowed into the lots for the Bills until 9 o'clock in the morning, which only gives you 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, three hours of tailgate time, which is not nearly enough. Sure. Second of all, they park you... Where you come in, so mm-hmm. it's not like you can stay with your friends or keep a spot open, pay for it up front, so that sucks. You got to go walk around and find
0: people. Mm-hmm. The smart thing to do is to park on somebody's private property. Okay. I'm not saying that you're wrong, and my eyes have been open to that being a good way of going since you have started doing that. Okay. But we grew up in that lot across the street. Mm-hmm. We used to be able to park wherever we wanted. We'd go right up to that median and really kind of, you know, uh stake our claim for the next what, 12 hours there. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And there are still people that park in that lot. So, from whatever property this that would be mathematically, all of those people got to go somewhere. I Where ass- are they parking? I
1: assume everybody that parks in the Bills owned lots. Mm-hmm. It's their first Bills game ever. Really? Every single week. I assume that everyone that parks in those lots goes, oh, well, this is the place to be, obviously. Like, the folks that have been doing this for years and years and years, if you're not an RV person, which we'll get to in a second, you're parking in a lot that isn't owned by the Bills. Who only tells you for three hours? And by the way, it's not even three hours because, you know, you gotta start heading into the game twelve, twelve fifteen. Mm-hmm. Which means you gotta start breaking down at like eleven forty five. And
0: that's if you get if you're the first person in line it, getting in which there. Which you're
1: not. So you're not gonna get out of your car until nine thirty. To set up everything takes another 15, 20 minutes. So you're really only getting two hours of tailgate time. And that's by the way, the grill's gotta cool off, so you gotta cook way earlier than you want. Now get
0: out of here. The uh-huh. number of grills that were stolen over the years of, of like the tailgates that we've been to because it was too hot to put in the back of the car.
1: Mike I will never I'm Mike Danger and I know that the sports bar radio shows come up multiple times here, and I don't mean to keep doing this
0: before. free advertising.
1: Um, I had the greatest grill of all time. Sure, it was a propane grill on wheels. Mm, wow, it, it popped up to like chest level, chest level, chest level. Okay, it was amazing,
0: very uh, supportive of your uh, your spine.
1: My wife got it for me for Christmas. The oh. first year I got my own Bills tickets. That
0: was sweet, it was awesome
1: and I bet I, you still have.
0: It's got to be in the garage.
1: Well, I knew when to turn it off so it would cool down enough where I could lock it in my car. Mm-hmm. And one year, Mike Danger was coming with a bunch of his buddies, and he goes, Oh, I'll be there at 10 o'clock. Because you know how I am about my time at going to Bills games. Mm-hmm. So I go, Okay. So it's perfect. Well, he's later, 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 later. Shows up at like 11. Where is danger? Shows up at like eleven thirty. So now I got to cook him something. All right. I turn the grill back on. I go, You know what? It's fine. It's too hot to put in the car, but I'll just leave it out. Come back after the game. Grill's gone. Somebody stole my grill.
0: That's your. That's on you. No, it's on danger because I wasn't gonna. What am I gonna do? Tell him I, I bought. Oh, I brought him a burger. If he shows up at eleven 1130- thirty. And he's like, where's my food? Nuts to you, McGillicuddy. Go get a hot dog inside the stadium. I got to
1: cool off my new grill. At that point, it was like three years old, but I'll never get over. I have yet to find one like that ever again. Sure. Very, very upset. All right, that being said, Mm -hmm. construction of the new stadium has started exactly where Ryan described it. And it's going to be happening while the season is going on. Mm -hmm. The Bills have already announced that there will be no RV lot this season, which is a massive issue and very surprising. Ow. That hurts. Like, bad. I mean, like, those are your most loyal.
0: They live at that stadium for days. God, I hate that. I hate that for everybody. What are are you making? That just makes me feel so bad. Get rid of other people, like like tell other people they can't go in. The RV people can't go. Um, they, you, did you know this? Yeah, I did not know that oh, until
1: I, just now. Yeah. So the Bills have said they're trying to come up with a solution, but that doesn't look like there's going to be a solution. So these RV folks that have been coming for years and living at the stadium to go to the games are going to have to find a private lot that will accept RVs.
0: Hey, um loyal fan who likely just dropped like a hundred grand on an RV not to great. come to uh, a, a, a Bills game and really make a weekend out of it. Say, listen. Um, you can't come this time. Not great. Not great. Yikes. All right, so the reason I think this hits so
1: close to home for Ryan and I is uh our dad became an R V person. Big R V guy. Okay, but <laughs> big R V guy with the amount of RVs,
0: Multiple R V okay, guy. So just give big you a, RVs guy. <laughs> he'll
1: give you a, give me a background. My dad, um, He wanted to be able to spend the night and just relax, Mm -hmm. which I totally get, man. Like, and if you've never done the RV thing in a Bills game, you show up
0: the night before, there's no traffic, you roll right in. Mm -hmm. Right? You wake up at the stadium, it's amazing. And by the time you wake up, like, I am mean, just even if it's six in the morning, there's already a buzz going oh, on. Oh, yeah. You're already literally player. and figuratively. <laughs> and then after the game, you're not sitting
1: in traffic. You can have more beers. You can watch the other games. Everybody's got TVs out. It's the greatest experience ever. You wake up Monday morning, you pack up, you go home, no traffic. It's great.
0: It's I great. really cannot. Like, that is a bucket list item that any Bills fan should really uh, add to that said bucket list. 100%. Thing. But that being said, um,
1: our dad could not afford, uh, how would you say this? Uh a legitimate RV. Mm, okay. So he kept buying these used ones that would break down in horrific ways uh-huh. every time. He had this one that would throw fan belts nonstop. Like, I'm not exaggerating. There were four different times as a child where we were driving the RV to the stadium and it threw a fan belt and we had to get towed to like a Walmart parking lot, spend the <laughs> night there where the fan belt had be put on by my dad the next day.
0: I now that you mentioned that, I, I was never in the car when that kind of stuff was going on. So mm-hmm. I have rose-colored glasses to the whole Duffy RV situation. I loved it. It was awesome. Everything that you just described. I do now remember, however, with you were you saying that, of a story that mom told me when her and dad and then two other people were driving up in the RV, probably I think the night before. Like mm-hmm. everyone's gonna stay over. Sure. And as they're on the 90. My dad or dad puts the brakes on And the brakes just fall <laughs> off of the car Like they just They just ping And mom was like yeah So like dad was a little pa- I don't know how old why, why was mom telling me this When I'm like 12 years old <laughs> But either way So they had to like coast to a stop <laughs> And they're on the side of the road It's like I don't know if it's like evening I, I feel like she was like We really had to get someone to help us before nightfall. Like they're traveling the Oregon trail. And this is before cell phones. This is before like any kind of like, like way to communicate. Like did I I can only imagine like dad started walking and put his thumb out and was like, (laughs) can somebody help me? You know? And then I, I, they clearly survived because they're both, you know, here now, but I mean, gosh, like, Man that would have been traumatizing if I was in that car So my dad started Hoarding
1: RVs at one point So he had an RV I, he Fooled me once <laughs> And by the way, all of this is true because Ryan, you can pack me up on this. Yeah, he had an RV that was semi-working, a semi-working RV. It was a fan belt thrown one. He bought a non-working RV at a discount, got a great deal on sure. it, screaming deal. And all he had to do was fix up an RV. The only problem is my dad's. Our dad's not a mechanic. He's never been him. He's not a mechanical kind of guy. So he parked it behind a, uh, like, party house in Gates. He knew the guy who owned the place. He let him park it there over, like, a winter. Mm-hmm. So I was... <laughs> Season breaks. We're going to go clean out the inside of this RV. I don't know if it was a family of possums or raccoons, <laughs> but he opens up the thing, and it's just possums or we, raccoons. Everywhere. I'll never forget, man. Like, when the was I he had to be, like, 12 years old.
0: That is that is so funny. He
1: had a bro- breaking RV and a
0: non-working
1: RV at the same time, which by the way, he never got that RV working. He never fixed it up. And I think the possums might have fixed it and drove it away.
0: <laughs> We're out of here. I I wanted I, I want to be on the level with you here. I don't I did not know that story until just now. I, I swear to God, I did not know that. Okay. I'm going to tell you a story that has some uh, some parallels there. Mhm one of and i to my knowledge it was the last rv that dad purchased <laughs> i remember the final rv the final rv and it, we never drove it it was just it was just his i guess okay. or he said it was his you know okay. maybe maybe the contract fell through <laughs> i remember he's like yeah go ahead go inside and take a look inside and i open it inside of an rv that has like a couch and stove all this stuff sure. there's just a wasp nest inside <laughs> Of the RV. And I like, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember how old I was, but like, I open the door, see the wasp nest and I'm like, nope. And slam the door. And that was that. I don't remember oh, being God. in that. I have vivid memories of the one that, uh, that, you know, the primary one that mom fell off of the top. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, hold on. I'm sorry. keep telling family stories, but this is like, he was said, why he kept buying RVs with all the bad things that happened.
0: A lot of, um, a lot of like moments in our, in our growing up hood revolver on these RVs. Horrific moments by the way.
1: So I was in 6th grade going into 7th grade. I had to go to summer school. Mm. So it was the last day of summer school and we were all going up to Darien Lake. We were going to be in the RVs and we were going to take it and park it next to my dad's buddy and his family. Mm-hmm. So I'm sta- so excited. I'm standing outside of the last day of summer school, Gates Chylight High School, and my dad our dad's late, which is not Uncommon, Pretty for par for the course. But again, pre-cell phones, right? Sure. So I can get a hold. So I'm waiting 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Finally, an hour goes by. He pulls up. Get in the car. Mom's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. Sure. Our mother, while packing the RV, it had one of those beds that goes above the driver. She fell off the bed mm-hmm. and fell onto her hip on uh, mm-hmm. like the table and like chair that's there and like
0: severely injured herself. Yeah, if it wasn't broken, it was a pretty bad sprain. She was in a bad way for a couple weeks.
1: But my dad was mad that she ruined the camping trip. Well, hang on,
0: hang on, hang on. No,
1: I vividly remember him being no, upset.
0: No, dude. Oh, I'm sure he was upset with our mom. I don't know about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a devil's advocate here. I'm sure he was upset that you know that the weekend is now you know not gonna happen and also like that mom was hurt like let's give him a little bit of the credit here but um but I remember being very upset and <laughs> the fact that like oh man that sucks are you okay man you're in pain so what time do you think we're gonna get uh to get on the road here because you know the mind eraser's got my name on it baby so we uh so we better get moving I was so excited for that oh man what could have happened
1: and, like, the other thing about it, man, is like RV life is a weird life in that parking lot. Cause, like, tailgate life in a, in, in the parking lot of the stadium is unique. Like, it's, it's a lifestyle. Like, yeah, but if you if you take someone who's never seen it before mm-hmm. for the first, like, cause you and I, it's just, it's par for the course, right? You show up, you crack a beer at quarter to eight o'clock in the morning, you start eating, you walk around, you're high fiving, you're cursing,
0: whatever. Mm hmm. If someone who's never experienced <laughs> that before. Did I? Just imagine you walking around just like dropping F-bombs and high-fiving people and opening beers with your teeth. It's exactly what we do it every time is, we go to games.
1: A, that you just described.
0: That's, uh, that tracks. Our five hours. Yeah.
1: But like if you, I, I remember like there are times where I forget that that's weird. And like when I bring people to their first game like that and they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, oh yeah. But like if you think that's strange, RV life is a thousand times crazier.
0: I mean, it's awesome. It's so it's so great. So, have we told the story about the man that cracked his head open on the pavement? I'm pretty sure we have. Damn, him. yeah. Right. I think that was
1: either like episode one or two. So, like going along the lines of what we're talking about here, mm-hmm. what is the game day experience going to be like this coming season? Really, for the next two seasons? Yeah. That's to say if they're going to bring back RV lot in general. All right, let's get past the RV lot. Let's just talk about regular tailgating. Because, sure. like, okay, it's already a tight in and out to go to that game. It's yep. like one, two roads in, two roads out. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. You can go from the left side to the right side. And really, it's one highway that sucks. Mm-hmm. Now, you're pushing people even further away from the stadium. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more people in private lots, which could, in theory, make things even
0: crazier. Yeah, I this, mean, who's regulating that? Well, that's the thing. The bills, Brenda, the, who owns the house. <laughs> I don't want you boys causing any ruckus. Shut up, Brenda. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, the Bills took
1: a ton of steps to keep things calm in the lots they own. Which, by the way, I understand after things that have happened throughout the year. Totally. Right. But, like, okay, this season, Ryan, as of right now, the Bills have three primetime home games scheduled. Mm-hmm. Could be more. Now, if you're pushing people into more private lots, because, look, I'm not parking a mile away in the ECC parking lot on the other side of the stadium. Yeah. What are those nights going to look like when Mm. there is no regulation?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's scary to think about.
1: And, like, it is a really rough send off for the only stadium that, like, 95% of Bills fans have ever known. Yeah. Because I still love that stadium. And I pay to go to that place for the rest of my life. Like, if they didn't change a thing, I'm completely fine with it. And as a fan, I see nothing wrong with that stadium. But with everything that's going on this year and next year, it's going to be a complete crap show. And I don't know if that's fair to the people trying to soak in the handful of games they're going to have left there. Because Mm -hmm. think about this. If everything happens as planned, right? 2023, 2024, 2025, they're going to open in 2026. You have 8, 24, 25 to 27
0: games left. Mm -hmm. Not counting playoffs. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And it's over. Kind of sad to think about. I I mean, three years feels like a long time, but when you put it in terms of the amount of games, it's like, yeah, that's a bummer.
1: Three years ago, the Bills were in the AFC Championship team. That feels like yesterday. Yeah, it does. Right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, we're going to blink and it's going to be over in that stadium. They're going to be imploding that thing.
0: Uh, I was going to ask that. Like, is that the plan? Or is, I know that like the, what, Erie County... Still, like, I don't know if they own it or what's the deal? It's gonna there? be a parking lot for the new stadium. I mean, it's gotta be right, like, where We're else have two stadiums next to each other. Well, I mean, that's happened before and eventually it would go away. But, like, I'm my, my question is, like, can they still use it for like events or or would the Bills let like sectional football play there or like no you know, sectional have football events? is gonna play at the new stadium, uh, right? Soon. That's so that's that's what I'm saying, like, that's pretty cool to think about, but um, but yeah, no, I mean, it would make sense to you know blow that baby to the sky but or implode that baby to the ground i guess under the ground under the ground dug into the that's the other thing i don't know is this new stadium dug into the
1: ground like this one is no clue yeah no clue because that's going to be weird being at uh, that high above sea level well no i mean think about <laughs> it like i mean the bill's stadium is not an imposing stadium from the outside because half of the stadium is underground mm-hmm. right i thought it'd be bigger exactly well we're going to be walking into the stadium now that's going to be like you know seven eight nine stories high yep yeah. More physically opposing. I do have a conspiracy theory I'd like to throw out. Hit me. Um, so there's still a significant amount of diehard Bills fans that don't want this new stadium.
0: Oh man, right? I wonder. <laughs> and they're making they're making progress. Well, it's over. It's over. But I mean,
1: you still have to sell tickets to the new place. The tickets yep. are going to be more expensive. Yep. They're happy with the game day experience the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. But that game day experience is going to be a complete crap show the next three years. Yeah. Are they going to make things harder on purpose to make getting to the new stadium look that much more appealing so even the fans that don't want the new stadium are going to be like, oh, this is going to be great when it opens?
0: You're saying that they're they're not going to improve the current state to bait people into going to the new... Not bait
1: people into, but making people that aren't looking forward to the new stadium making look more forward to the new
0: stadium. Um. No, okay, <laughs> absolutely. But what would they have to gain? Like they're good. It's not as if there's a competing NFL franchise next door. It's like we're gonna we're gonna start the the Ruffalo Rills right over here. <laughs> wow, it's owned by a Bassinow. It's amazing. <laughs> No, like, of course. Like, if they want to go to a game, they got to go to the new stadium.
1: No, I understand. But, like, you know what a diehard Pills fan I am. I still haven't decided if I'm going to get my tickets in the new stadium. Well, sure. Okay, so, to so that's that- what I'm saying. Like, I, is my mind going to be warped so much by this bad game day experience the next three years that I'm going to be like, yeah, well, you know what? I want to be a part of something fun and new and exciting and fun. Like, now I'm all of a sudden I'm in this cult and I'm eating the gruel and I'm looking forward. Because I'm not looking forward to the it's new stadium. It's people! It's a totally different <laughs> movie.
0: Soylent Green? I'm not looking
1: forward to the new stadium. I'm not. I'm dreading the day that they open it. Yeah, but that's only because of the fun times I have when I go to the stadium. Now, if the times aren't fun, maybe I will be manipulated into being excited about the new stadium.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The only thing I know, I mean, I've been to a few outside, or like outside of Buffalo stadiums. So I've been to Cleveland. I've been to Detroit. I don't know. And Detroit was like right in the downtown Detroit. It's like I don't count that. But Cleveland had a very similar atmosphere, ish. Not as good to Buffalo. I don't. I've never. My point is that, like, I've never been to like in Atlanta or uh, an LA or like any of these like t- Seattle, like these like big stadiums where like the uh Cowboys. Yeah. Like the the game day experience is like you got all this stuff going on. Like that's foreign to me. You know. So like I don't know. I only know what I know. I'm sure it's going to be a different experience when at least as far as like going into the stadiums concerned when the new stadium is built. But I don't know. I guess like I'm just going to think back on the times in the Ralph, the cap rich stadium fondly. And you know, that's that. It's always rich to me. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like just the name of a company. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it'll always be Ralph Wilson stadium for me. Yeah, man. Totally. Absolutely. M- mainly because I have a hard time saying Rich Stadium. I have yeah. to spread out the word. Rich Stadium. Rich, s- rich Stadium. Rich Stadium. It's like
2: Worcestershire.
1: Right, we should actually talk about some like legitimate football because we've gotten into the drama with Josh and Stephon Diggs and Sean McDermott. We've talked about training camp and you hating it for some reason. Yeah, we've goddamn. talked about the game day experience, but there are still two prime big-time name free agents that are available in the NFL right now. Mm. Two guys that have been linked to the Buffalo Bills, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. However... Uh, Division rivals might be on the table. Ooh. Does it scare you, Ryan? Nope, but I say we take a break and let's stick the landing, homeboy. We'll, we'll get into it next. It's let's Go Duffalo the Odyssey app. We're to get your podcast.
0: In the NFL. It's weird. It's crazy. I don't know who I am.
1: Well, I mean, you know, in years past, free agents like this would be snapped up the day they hit the market. Maybe the next day, teams would just throw money at them. Yep. But now, we're seeing these guys wait longer and longer and longer to sign and I can't figure out why. Although, it is creating an interesting situation, not only for the Bills, but for some divisional foes. Ooh. So, let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. My name's Pat Duffy. His name's Ryan Duffy. We'll jump right into it. Sure. DeAndre Hopkins. And Dalvin Cook, Mm. still on the market as free agents as we record this podcast. Yes. Both of them have been tied to the Bills in some way over the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. But then again, what big name free agent hasn't been tied to the Bills in the last 12 months? Very true. Von
0: Miller, the only one that really kind of showed up. Right. And that to me was—I mean, you—you I, I, you may think otherwise, but like when he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna—I'm gonna be joining the Buffalo Bills," I was like, "Wait, what?" No, I'm with you. That was the one that I didn't—that was the one did that did not the see least that coming. Sense to me, yeah. Well, not
1: from a—the least sense is in why of all the the options he had. I, I yeah. thought he was staying put or going back to Denver. Mm-hmm. That being said, <clears throat> do the Bills make a move on either of these guys before opening day?
0: Um, Um, I would say if they're going to, it would be DeAndre Hopkins. But I think that ship may have sailed. Why? I mean, maybe it's how, like you mentioned before, that I'm just not used to seeing such big names um, last so long in free agency. But you're right. Like, that has been a trend of late. Um and with Delvin Cook, like I understand James Cook is on the roster. It's like, oh, the brothers running the ball. That's great. Um
2: That's I think
0: that James Cook is is the according to him apparent number one <laughs> running back. Um you just saw the the Bills uh, running back coach uh, gas up Naheem Hines like crazy. Um, and you have the two additions from... Uh, over okay, so
1: the Bills have four running backs on the roster yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. Three of them, Naeem Hines, Damian Harris, and brother of Dalvin Cook, James Cook, could get legitimate run on a weekly basis. Totally. Like all three of them can play in your... Or it's a James Cook show. Who knows? I can never tell with McDermott mm-hmm. and his running backs. The answer to who helps you more is clearly Hopkins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you're going to sign somebody to make an, a legitimate impact on this team, it's
0: Hopkins. On paper,
1: but yeah. money and term are an issue. Because mm-hmm. he's 31. Yep. And he's not going to want to play on a one year deal, which is what the Bills are going to want him to play on. Right. Dude wants the bag. I don't blame him. Do you give him a three year deal if you're the general manager of the Buffalo Bills?
0: Um, So when does Steph Diggs' contract end? Do we know that? Three years from now, maybe? So if he were to. I mean, so if that were the case, he would have. Let's just say it's three years. Sure. You know, you would have. Um, both of them to re sign at some point. I understand you can okay, restructure whatever the case is. But here's like, the thing
1: you're not going to, if you sign him, if they're locked up, like if you sign DeAndre Hopkins a three year deal, he's going to be 34 by the time that's done. You're not re signing a 34 year old wide receiver.
0: That's true. That's that's a good point. And I also think, too, like you have to, assuming that Gabe Davis has a bounce back year, which obviously we all hope okay, is Okay, uh, let
1: me pause you there. Even if he has a bounce back year, the Bills not be, he could be walking because he didn't perform well. He could be walking because he performed too well and the Bills can't afford him. It could yeah. be another Tremaine Edmonds
0: situation. Yeah, for sure. And then, other than that, I mean, you have a couple, um, you know, um, you know, other wide receivers. I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I it it makes sense as far as like skill positions that need the most uh, help right now is wide receiver on the Bills roster, and Wait. of the um, well, it so? just I, as far as free agency is concerned, definitely skill positions on the the Bills. All right, let me ask you this question:
1: Is would DeAndre Hopkins be the best wide receiver on the team if the Bills signed him?
0: Um, I don't think
1: so. Would Delvin Cook be the best running back on the team if the Bills signed him? Uh,
0: I'm gonna say no. What? No. Who? I. Uh, I mean, I guess like I'm thinking of Del. How old is Delvin Cook? Is he in his 20s still? Yeah, he's. he's, he's yeah, All right, yeah. Maybe, maybe Delvin Cook It'd be the best player on the roster, no, the, best the best in his position. The best
1: his position.
0: Yeah, I Delvin Cook okay, maybe. So- Delvin, DeAndre Hopkins. No.
1: Okay. That's, what, that's my point here. So, yes, you're right. I mean, he, there would be more impact as a wide receiver if you're keeping everybody the way that it is here. Yep. But if you, were, yep. I mean, it would be an upgrade at running back. I mean, mm-hmm. it would be an expensive one. You would also be having to cut Damian Harris, a guy that you signed this offseason, or Naeem Hines, a guy that you have a draft pick, granted, a lay-round draft pick in yep. there, right? But, mm-hmm. And you may not be getting the most out of James Cook, you know, splitting carries with his brother. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to Hopkins here. Sure. All right, so he's 31 years old. Mm-hmm. Three-year deal is probably what he's looking for. That's a problem. You have to wonder how much he has left. He has had injury issues. Mm-hmm. He has had PED suspension in his past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a little dramatic. Mm. Do you want to bring more drama in a the room? Wi- a,
0: a good wide receiver that's dramatic? Okay, but uh, here's the thing. Normally, there's only one of those
1: guys on a roster. With everything that we talked about in the first segment, totally. do you want to invite more of
0: that into the lock? They'll cancel each other out. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Josh, you're just blowing it all out of proportion, everybody. You're missing out on the biggest elephant in the room here with all your notes and stuff. What? The moment if, let's say the Bills signed DeAndre Hopkins. Sure. And he walks in training camp day one, and he walks into, in the foyer of the dorms in St. John Fisher University, to Tredavious White, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer. And he's like... Hey guys! Oh, from the so Hail Mary about, So about that, um, how you been? The Hail Mary since we were. I'm just saying, like, I that that is going to go down as a historic NFL catch.
1: I bet you half of the people listening to this show forgot
0: that even happened. The Hale Murray? Yeah. No, way. listening to this show, you're telling me that a Bills fan will forget the Hail Murray. Yes.
1: I mean, it's not top of my problem. When you want to talk about heartbreaking plays? That's not even top 10 in Bills history.
0: That, okay, fine. As far as like the impact it's had on the season, fine. Yeah. But like that was a tremendous play sure. against the top three defensive players on the team at the time. I made a play. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, don't you think that would be a little bit awkward? Of like, ooh, hey, I know that it wouldn't be. Like, they're all professionals, and I'm sure they'd be like, "Oh, great, now we can't beat him, join him," kind of thing. But uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I just a picture. It's like walks in. It's like, hey, because he was talking a lot of garbage when that uh, after that catch on okay. social media. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so what's interesting? The most interesting about Delvin Cook, and oh, by the way, before I forget, as we're talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hawkins has blocked me on Twitter. Sure. I have been blocked on Twitter uh, since the last time he played in Buffalo when he was with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know why he blocked me on Twitter? Um, no. So, uh, Oh, I, yes, but I don't know why. Yes. I went with a buddy, and we had seats behind the Texans sideline. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I gave my tickets that I had to another friend so we could have that experience. I wanted him to have it. So... DeAndre Hopkins was, like, jawing with Bills fans behind us. And the guy who I was with was, like, a big DeAndre Hopkins fan. He was a Clemson fan, so we was all excited to see him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I just happened to have my camera out, and I was filming after DeAndre Hopkins. I forget what he had done, but he came to the sidelines. It was something impressive. And he did the J-O hand motion <laughs> and, like, threw it into, like, he was, like, jo and how do I say this, radio clean. Mm. Um, you would have to clean your face off when he was done. Okay. Pretty sure that's clean. Pretty sure that's radio clean. So I just happened to get that on video. And I was like, holy crap. So I tweeted it out like, "Look what the hell DeAndre Hopkins just did? And I tagged him and he blocked me. Sure. To this day. But, like, I what did I do wrong there, DeAndre Hopkins?
0: Well, when he, if he does join the Bills No, I'm going to ask him that question. Yeah, no, 100%. I'll ask him there with you. I have a question in the press conference. When you did the
1: J.O. hand motion towards
0: Bills fans. Hi, Pat Duffy. Let's go Duffalo podcast and nothing else of of note. (laughs) What's your problem, man? Come on, man. What did I do wrong? I
1: was merely tweeting out a video of something that you did (laughs) in front of 40,000 people on that side of the stadium. Hey, man. So, uh, with Hopkins and Dalvin Cook, Mm -hmm. both of these guys could end up in the AFC East. So, Dalvin Cook right now, uh, Miami is the Vegas favorite odds to sign him at plus plus 125. The Jets, by the way, third at plus 900, which are the same as the Bills. Interesting. So, three of the top four teams Vegas thinks are going to sign Dalvin Cook are in the AFC East. Mm Mm-hmm. Does Dalvin Cook signing in Miami make you nervous?
2: Mm.
0: Yes. Why? He's a playmaker. You know, I, I think like anytime you add a, an explosive playmaker, you know, you are you can only do your job schematically as as well as you can. Like, that's where you have to lean on people that, as, I, I, on your team, and then also try to prepare for other people, you know, other skilled players. He can break one loose. No problem. But he did it last year against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. Clearly brought them back into that game. Yeah, but the Vikings offensive line is way better than what the Dolphins have had. Have they
1: done enough to fix it? I mean, you could Fair have, enough. You could have Barry Sanders back there. I mean, if the offensive line sucks, what are you doing? Yeah, he's going to break one off every once in a while. But Yeah, probability-wise,
0: he gets probably lower. But is it enough lower, to impact but... a game? Okay, would he be scarier on the Jets? I don't... I mean, he would be scary... Scary is a relative term. Like, do I think he... Like, you have to... He is a variable... That his skill set is a variable. Every comes, player is a variable in every but game, but some are obviously better than others. Oh. Like, of course, like what Kenyon Drake can can uh, bust one loose on any given play. Can I ask a question? Yeah.
1: What was the name of that running back whose parents you said congratulations oh, to? Gosh. What, was <laughs> uh, what was his name? You made fun of me. So for those who. Uh, listen to the podcast on a regular basis. You remember, Ryan told the story. We told your story after the Bills played the Dolphins playoff game in Orchard Park. uh, These kids' parents were sitting behind us after the game. They came down He gave his son a hug, and Ryan went up and shook the dad's hand on the way up and said, hey, man, congratulations, which I I laughed at. I patted him on the back. Which I laughed at because you told him congratulations on your son losing a playoff game that you flew to Orchard Park to watch.
0: No, I said congratulations on watching your son play in a playoff game. Or, uh, no, you like just said congratulations. Time. I said congratulations. That's what I just said. He can interpret it however he wants. What my, it, that, that doesn't matter. Hey, enjoy your stay at the Adams Mark. Um, it was a, it was a um, unique yeah. name. Like, uh, yeah,
1: whatever. it was a unique name. But you sat here and told me like that kid was important. Whatever. I can't remember his name. Who
0: cares? But either way, um, yeah, no, I, he's he is a, a a variable that comes into play and worries me to have to play him twice a year.
1: Okay, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the Patriots are the Vegas favorites to sign him at minus one twenty. So at this point. If you bet the Patriots were going to sign him, you wouldn't even win even money back. (laughs) Bills are second, by the way, plus 380. Oh, those Uh, are numbers. Belichick loves DeAndre Hopkins. He has gushed over him publicly for years. Mm -hmm. He has conversations with him every time they play. There's actually audio of them when they're both mic'd up uh, where they're talking about how great it would be to be playing together. Mm -hmm. Does Hopkins to New England scare you?
0: Uh, not as not nearly as much as Delvin cook to any AFC East team, but I'm going to say no, not at all. Not at all. Why? I, I mean, you have to get the wide receiver, the ball. I'm not going to say Mac Jones is, is, you know, a, a, a poor quarterback, but I don't, I like, I would be less cautious of. A, or less worried about a skilled receiver joining a different team than I would a skilled running back. Joining. You're not worried about a Mac attack with DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, they may have chemistry. Who knows? Mac may turn the corner. Who knows if the, the whole last year offensive play calling thing is what held him back? Yeah, or, that's probably what it was. I mean, it could, uh, who knows? Yeah, you know? why don't you go, okay.
1: We saw his rookie year, man. He was throwing passes
0: 10 yards downfield. He beat the Bills? He beat the Bills? Throwing two passes? Th- thank you! <laughs> no, I, 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 I stand by my point that... I would be less worried about a a, a, um, a, a star wide receiver joining a, a division rival than I would be a star running back. Oh, wait, no, rival. I
1: think it's the exact opposite for most Give cases. It, oh,
0: okay, well, all, if that is if, it's, if, if all quarterback play is even, but I'm less worried about uh, DeAndre Hopkins joining the Patriots than I would be Delvin Cook joining the Miami Dolphins.
1: You know, players. it is funny. If he signs in New England, he's doing it just for the money because he, oh, does, yeah.
0: he doesn't make the
1: Pats any better I don't think the Patriots win a single game more with DeAndre Hopkins in New England than without New England.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for right? sure. I'm, i I totally
1: agree with you there. Which brings us to like the most satisfying part of all of this. Wherever DeAndre. I'll lay it on
0: because I know exactly where you're going. Lay it on me. It please. is so
1: satisfying to see players running away from New England mm. with only Belichick there. Give yeah. it to me. Right? Like and it confirms what all Bills fans knew the entire run. We all knew it. Belichick was never a great coach. Never. Uh, when Brady's there winning Super Bowls and free agents want to play with him and are willing to sign for less to do it. Mm-hmm. And Belichick
0: was taking credit. We knew. We watched it happen. Yeah. We watched it happen. It is you are playing with a stack deck if there ever was a stack deck in the NFL.
1: And like the way that and here's the thing, you can fix it. You can actually pay market rate for what these guys are willing to do, willing to come and play. You can overpay a couple of guys, which every NFL team has to do to make it right. But the fact that he sticks to his guns, that he's so stubborn about it, and just keeps falling on his
0: face over and over again mm-hmm. is
1: brilliant. It is effing.
0: Really. I mean, it's great. I, it, it really is. I mean, I, I, probably not a good human being move of me to be so happy in someone else's turmoil. Screw that guy. Yeah, forget, He's got what six rings. Who okay. cares? I don't, I'm just, I don't care. he has got no rings. Screw him anyway. Well, seven because he won one with uh, with the Giants too. Well, okay, but either he's way, a coordinator, in a couple oh, Of coordinator course, but rings. he still, but he got there and he won it. My point is that like you've had your your. I I agree with you that he's not like uh, uh as un untouchable as a head coach like, extremely touchable yeah that's uh, did i say that right like i agree with you yeah i'm just saying i touch him all the time what's he gonna do about poke him right in the nose what are you gonna do old man what two, what are you gonna do two playoff appearances without tom brady come in on your whole career i i want you to touch me back one playoff win um yeah no i mean without tom brady that team is is poo poo i want deandre hopkins
1: to sign in new england I desperately want it to happen. Because, Why is that? Well, because the argument's going to be, right, if... Because Belichick's a GM and the head coach over there. Yeah. He has full reign over that entire franchise. He does mm-hmm. the draft all himself, which, by the way, again, everyone argues with me about this. Go back and look at the draft picks that Bill Belichick has made. Mm-hmm. Take Gronk out of it. Yep. And take Brady out of it because that's a six-round pick quarterback. There's no way you thought you were drafting the greatest quarterback yeah, of all time. Yeah, he probably had year. it on auto-pick at that point. <laughs> You go back and look at what Belichick has taken over the last 15 years, and it is an abomination of horrible,
0: misplaced ideas. Well, that's all hindsight. Like, if you think about it, like, how long did we hear of, like, oh, uh, Bill Belichick always drafts to the positional need and, like, finds the, like, he's got such a keen eye for. For, you know, this and that, like, oh, like he's not going. And then he would always dump off players before they would, uh, you know, want to cash in on another deal or like right before they're supposed to like drop off and stuff like it's it's like the it's like a Ponzi scheme
1: as far as like the NFL is concerned. But the point that I'm getting at is I want there to be a superstar on that team. If DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar, 31 I was gonna say
0: thirty-one year old. Okay, but uh, people 13. think. I mean, look. I
1: mean, the, the way they talk about Odell Beckham Jr. The way they talk. I mean, Hopkins, I think, is more talented than OBJ, and I we've agree. been on OBJ watch for the last year and a half. Yeah, I want him to be there, so you can say, "Look, you got your guy. This is the guy you thought you wanted. You got a guy to help your quarterback take a step forward, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You missed the playoffs again. Yep. So explain it. I want to watch him get fired. I want him to be put in a corner. He's not going to. Never. But Never, I want ever, him. Ever. I want him to have to retire. Well, we know that he's not retiring, that he doesn't want to hang it up. And I want to watch the retirement happen and his son have to leave that franchise too as he's trying to set his kid up to take over his position when he leaves.
0: I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see him get run out of town. Oh, I no, mean- here's here's how we'll know. If he legitimately retires and his son keeps
1: a position in there, he would legitimately retired. If he retires and all of a sudden his son isn't there anymore, he was run out of town. If you're... If he leaves and his son still has a position within the Patriots franchise. Yeah. That's a legitimate retirement on Bill Belichick's part. He was ready I'm to hanging him up. Yeah.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: If he retires and his son is gone,
0: that's Kraft going, you're going to retire or I'm going to fire you. I don't, I mean, I don't know about that. Okay. I mean, he's a positional coach or I guess co-coordinator. He's a coordinator. Yeah. He's a step away from being a head coach. Which is what Belichick has in his head—that his son's going to take over the head coaching job in New How England. How old is Steve Belichick? Is he in his thirties? I have no idea. Who cares? He
1: looks weird... like he's nineteen with that haircut. He's got that weird tongue thing going on. Bleah.
0: Um, God, can you imagine that? Oh man,
1: I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend's into it.
0: Jeez. it's possible she is. Would you judge her? It's a family podcast. I um no, I think the I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Just because you see positional, so take the coordinator side of the co-coordinator side out of it, because you could, I would say that that's more nepotism than than skill at no, that it's point. might be a, nepotism? Right. So that's why he is a co-coordinator. So he would still be a positional coach. You see positional coaches bop around the the NFL all the time. If
1: Bill Belichick keeps winning and he's ready to go, his son gets that
0: job—the head coach job. Absolutely. That's that would be ridiculous. Okay. That would be ludicrous. Okay. You're going to hire a first-time NFL coach while there are people like, I'm biased, obviously, but like Leslie Frazier available. Leslie have, Frazier's in, what, in his late 60s, early 70s now? So you'd rather hire someone who's 34? or you're 32, asked, I think more, I'm the same age as him. Okay. How old was? Sean McBerry. Yeah. I think 35. How old was Cliff Kingsbury? Uh, and,
1: How old but that, was McDermott? That, ex, that experiment. How old not, McDo- don't, don't even bring McDermott. McDermott was in his 30s, early late, late 30s, early 40s.
0: Okay, but that's different than thirty years There has 34. been a
1: run on young head coaches, and it's, I
0: think that time has be is as has passed us. Mm-hmm.
1: Name it, Well, who who who's the
0: oldest head coach that was hired in the last five years? That was hired in the last five years. years probably Vic Fangio. He was twelve years old. Yeah, how'd that work out? I mean, he's well. We're gonna find out twice this <laughs> this year. No head coach. Yeah, Vic yeah. Fangio. No, is that's quite, my point. He's not a head coach anymore. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right facts no i mean i just i just please i think the um i i think that would be an ill-advised move for agree. steve belichick I to agree be with you. anointed the head coaching position of the new england patriots when and if bill belichick either hangs them up or forcefully is uh is gonna that's how he got them. his job with the jets that he resigned
1: from belichick was set up by parcels to take over that gig when parcels walked away
0: he wasn't 35
1: no but the point is He's seen it done before. It was done for him. He's doing it for his son. That's what's happening. Mm. With all that being said, we've run away. We're way over time, and I'm sorry. I'm having a blast. No, oh, yeah, me too. Get out of my house. Every, everyone
0: stop listening a while ago. Get out, out of my matter. house, please.
1: All right, that's going to do it. We're going to talk to you soon. Uh, as soon as training camp starts up, we'll be going back, cranking out once a week again. Our next show you hear most likely will be live from Bill's training camp at St. John Fisher University, as long as the weather cooperates. Hey, when you were in a tank top, could you not pump your fist like that? I will always do it. Because I just I
0: just ate dinner. Yeah. I know. Poor you. That's what I'm saying. You ate dinner at 10:39 p.m. His name's Ryan Duffy.
1: Bye. My name's Pat Duffy. Like, subscribe <laughs> if you're still listening. I hate him so much. We'll see you next time. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, where we get your podcast. Go Bills!